Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. This podcast part of the 440 Sports Network. It is brought to you by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. Our guest tonight, Ken Seals. Ken will join us tonight. He will talk about Vanderbilt's 30-28 victory over UConn on Saturday. And with that, let's go right to our interview with Ken Seals. Ken Seals joins us fresh off a big win on Saturday. Ken, first of all, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's got to feel really good for you guys to get a win that way. Yeah, it does. I think it's a huge confidence booster, too. I mean... Uh, obviously you want to go out and have the best performance you can. And there's a lot of areas that we can improve on, but I think the way that we won, uh, was a telltale sign of the character that we're trying to build on this team. And, um, you know, it's the outcome of a lot of hard work. So everyone's super pumped and uh, especially me, I'm really pumped. I'm so happy. It's gotta be excruciating sitting on the sidelines when they call what three timeouts or whatever it was. And it's all coming down to one kick, all the work that you did, that's going to decide it for better or for worse. What is that like sitting on the sidelines, going through all that, through the timeouts to the, to the ball in the air, to all the things that go with that. I was bouncing around on the sidelines to like 10 different people, like talk to them, like, you think they're gonna let us kick it? Like, no, they're gonna use all three. And so they they used all three, and I was like thinking, I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna affect the kicker. I'm like, is it really that far of a kick? Like, what are the chances? That yes, you know. And I'm like going through it in my head, and I go over. I'm talking to the strength coach. I'm like, well, other than score a touchdown, like I pretty much did what I had to do. <laughs> and the right before the last, uh, they the uh, they called the last time and right before we went out for the last time and kicked it. I was standing next to Coach Lee, and Coach Lee, you know, is just looking uh, stale face, stoic, very <laughs> nondescript uh, facial expression. And I'm like, "You're dying, aren't you?" And he just laughs. <laughs> and so it was a it was a stressful moment, but I think, you know, our offense handled it well. Uh, we went down the field. You know, they gave us a little gift at the beginning, a 15 yard penalty on the kick return. So I, I think one of our linemen, uh, he, um, <laughs> this is what I heard from our center, but Cole Clemens, after they moved the ball up 15 from the end of the kick, <laughs> was like, we are screwed now. <laughs> and so it was, it was that type of a confidence that we had, but it was, it was very stressful. <laughs> so I take it from listening, you were not a, um, you know, go, go turn your back to the kick and tell me when it's over type guy. You're watching all of that i guess i'm trying to figure out what kind of guy i am honestly because i was like i don't <laughs> want two watch. of those now yeah <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather watch the crowd and like but no i, I watched it this time and I, it was like oh but no what a, it was such an exciting game and, and against any opponent when something like that happens when you know the offense can come together and move it down the field and special teams can finish it off and uh I mean, no time left. You get the win. It's just like, it's a, it's a really great feeling. I don't know if I've ever won a game like that on a uh, last second field goal. So that was a first for me. And uh, hopefully that never happens again. <laughs> I bet Joseph Bullifus had a good night in the locker room. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, he, uh, 
he got lifted up in the, the locker room after the game. We, he got the game ball and everything. So he's uh, no, he's the man. That's big leg Joe. Yeah, I think if I'm your coach, I'm putting him in bubble wrap and saying, don't touch this guy. I don't want anything bad to happen there. <laughs> I know. He, he's 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 been good for us ever since he got here. Uh, I, I mean, everyone on the team really likes him. I don't know how he got so jacked. Uh, I'm sure that's just him. But uh, the dude's absolutely ripped for a kicker when we – probably could use him as running back <laughs> yeah he's 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 one of the more physically impressive kickers i've ever seen yeah, for sure ever ever like i've never seen anyone built like that and I, i'm kind of hanging on it for a while but it's like freaky i'm like dude i've worked out my whole life like how are you so jacked <laughs> well walk me through the game winning drive you you talked about the penalty and that setting you guys up yep. at the 40 but just walk me through what you're thinking I don't know maybe it's a blur to you at this point but you you complete a big pass on fourth and four and you had the presence of mind to get the ball to the middle of the field on the last snap but what do you just remember about all of it yeah I mean we work so many two-minute drills and situational type football it was funny because in the meeting today coach Lee actually mentioned to us he's like you know in the game we had a minute nine from the uh, minus 40 with two timeouts left, and we were down by one. I had a good kicker field goal. And in practice, literally on Thursday before the game, we had practiced a situation where there was a minute 20 left, no timeouts. We were down two and needed a field goal to win. And and if you want a spoiler for in practice, we didn't get to the field goal range mark. But it's uh, it's the lessons that you know we learned from doing all these situation drills. And so, you know, the biggest thing uh, about starting a two-minute drive is just get the first uh, completion, uh, get the ball moving. And then now the defense is kind of like it's – not, it's not like huge, but they're kind of like back on their heels now. It's not incomplete where they can, you know, call some play. Like if you get the ball like rolling, now you kind of got, got a little bit of momentum. So get the ball moving on first down. Um, obviously, we got the penalty, but – you know, I think, you know, on third down of that drive, we tried to throw a slant to Will. And, you know, I'd probably throw that slant again if uh, I got the same look and same route. Um, but, you know, we didn't complete it. And then on fourth down, we called a play that uh, we were comfortable running and uh, it worked for us. And there was a little Devin body there to catch it and to get a little explosive play. I think he got like 19 yards on it. Um, then come back, throw a little out route, um, throw the, uh, the back shoulder to CP, end up getting the P.I., um, but I mean, it was all like, there was no panic in the operation. It was all very like calm, almost, you know, just like went right back to training. Like I wasn't thinking about like, oh my gosh, like the game is on the line. Like I gotta like, you know, do something crazy. It's like, you think about it very, uh, cerebrally, very logically in those situations. So I'm like, okay, we got two timeouts. There's a minute nine. Okay. And now it's fourth down. We got what 50 something seconds left. Let's get the first down. If he's inbounds, you know, hurry up, either spike it, call a timeout, whatever we want to do. Um, actually ended up getting a lot more yards than I was anticipating on that play. It wasn't like it was a down the field play at all. We were just trying to get the first. And uh, Devin made a great move and uh, ended up getting some more. Did a good job of uh, securing the ball. But, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, the practice that we get doing that stuff. I mean, we're, we got good at it because we do it. And... You know, it's the second time it's happened this season, so I think uh, it's starting to pay off for us. You mentioned Will Shepard. Will Shepard, he had a great night. He had one huge catch on that touchdown. Just made a great play. What do you remember about that one? Yeah, I um, so we had been throwing out 
little out patterns and uh they're getting a little uh uh jumpy with it and so we, we were on the sidelines we're like hey i think uh we think the out and up's gonna work and a couple uh, the plays before that we had thrown the out to will and then we threw the out on the other side to cp and um then two plays later is when we called his uh his shot play where he ran out and up on the outside and, you know he's an athlete and um, made the two guys miss and scored but um he had the other one too the fade ball um you know he's a good matchup guy i like him i like throwing some and so uh give him a chance let him run underneath it and um man how i remember about that fade throw was it was it was raining at the time and it was a pretty like not not like a, a drizzle but it was a significant rain and i'm just like shot putting the ball to the end zone is what it almost felt like like oh my gosh <laughs> he's open and just trying not to miss it and it actually ended up being like one of my best fade balls all season so i was like wow maybe it needs to rain, rain more <laughs> what um what's it feel like the couple days after that game i would think you guys would gain some confidence as a team after a game like that yeah we did um absolutely we did i, th- I think everyone's it's so much easier to watch film after a win and um, everyone is, you know, riding off kind of the high of getting the win and uh, in the locker room, the feeling that we all had being together that night. Um, but, you know, it's Monday now, now that we're doing this Monday night. So it's, you know, our time's down to refocus and set our intention for the next week. Um, but absolutely, you know, it's going to be something that you know, we use the energy to build on and we understand the magnitude of the tasks that we're going out and trying to accomplish this weekend. And I think something like this, you know, just increases our confidence that much more that, you know, we can we can go out and do do what we want to do and go out and get a win. And that's absolutely what everyone in this uh, in this facility is planning on doing. And I'm going to lead the guys and get them all going and making sure that we're putting in as much preparation as we have this season and um, just going to trust our guys to do our job. Everyone does, you know, their one eleventh, and um, before you know it, it'll be the fourth quarter one possession game and all the pressure is going to be on the opponent. And uh, that's exactly what happened on Saturday. And then that's exactly the game plan we're going to be carrying out through the season to win. Let's go to the mailbag. If you're ready, let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call at 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. And Arbador says that there's something you've seen in practice that hasn't been evident in games. If so, what are the examples? Um, Something I've seen in practice that hasn't been evident in games as far as my play? Or are you talking about like as a defensive book? I, I would say that was pretty open-ended. Maybe something you guys do well as a team or an offense uh, or, or whatever that, that hasn't shown mm-hmm. up. I, I, I think you can go any number of directions with that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know about what I don't notice. I do notice the the work that our running backs do specifically. Those guys in practice are one of the hardest-working units that we have on the team. It's like – Every time I hand off the ball, they'll like sprint through the back of the end zone and like air go like make a move or like spin. And, um, you know, whenever Ray was uh, having his little um, takeoff and he was doing good, those stretch a couple of games, 
a lot of the moves that he was making, I was like, I've literally seen him like do that on air in practice, like after he burst through the hole and, you know, I was running down the field. So um, I see the work that those guys putting in during the week, absolutely showing up on game day. And I think uh, Rocco and Patrick Smith are doing, you know, a great job for having such a thin room, but yeah, um, they run hard and uh, I think they're both really good. But um, for everyone else, I mean, we really practice and try and emulate um, high stressful situations in practice and put it on the film. And so that way, whenever we get on Saturday, it's nothing new to us. So uh, I think, I think we try and stay pretty consistent. I, and I think so. I think we are pretty consistent. So. Door King asks, first of all, he starts saying congratulations on the win and some good throws <laughs> against UConn. How you. do you feel you're progressing with reading the defense and throwing the ball to the right receiver and are you happy with your performance in those regards? This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. But he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... It's one of those things where it's always easy to like judge myself after a win, you know, whenever it's a loss, it's just like, man, like all all the mistakes are so much uh, more glaring, uh, especially on the film. You're like, man, like what would happen if, you know, I made a better throw or made a better read, but, um, you know, it's easy to like look on the film and say, oh yeah, I had a good game, you know, we won and uh, stuff like that. But, um, I'm obviously continuing to get better, but I've been very happy with the way that, um, I've been performing and uh, been growing as a quarterback, you know. Uh, this is the fifth game of the year for us, and this will be, that's what, 14 for me? So just over a typical full season. So it's um, it's it's interesting to understand, like, how unique and different my experience of college football has been in my introduction, but I think uh, I've been learning it well, um, and I'm absolutely happy with how I've been learning, but not satisfied. You were coming off a rough game as an offense against Georgia. Of course, you probably saw what Georgia did to Arkansas, which had been so good. Um, th- did you guys know the outcome of that b- before the game at all? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was weird. Actually, before the game in the hotel room, because we stay in a hotel um, even on home games, the, uh, the TV was out, and so we couldn't watch any of the football games, so we just had to keep up with the scores. And I was really wanting to watch that game because it was a noon game. And um, we, that's kind of like when we have our break during the day uh, for meetings and uh, walkthrough and all that. And um, 
the TVs weren't working, so I couldn't put the game on. So we were just keeping up with the score. And uh, I'm like, wow, like they're really going to shut Arkansas out too. And in my head, I was because I think the score was like, it was like 21 nothing at the fourth, uh, first quarter. I, was, I, I, I think that's what I remember. I wasn't watching it, obviously. So I can't tell you exactly, but I was like, wow, like that really was like an insane team. Like they, they really are like going to be that good this year. And I think we can look across the board and see like, the teams we've played so far haven't been slouches, you know, Stanford beating number three, Oregon. It's like, you know, we felt like we were in that game. If it wasn't for the, you know, last four minutes of the second quarter, like it had absolutely been a completely different game. So I think looking at all, all the opponents we've played, I think they've um, been playing some pretty good football. And we're learning about ourselves in that in that same regard, you know. And last week, I know UConn hasn't won a game this year, but they uh, they kept it really close with an undefeated Wyoming team. And you know, we knew that they weren't going to comply in what we we're going to try to do to them this week. And um, they made it tough on us, and we had to go out and earn it. But um, yeah, I was keeping up with that Georgia Arkansas game, and it's uh, it's something coming off of a week like that when it's as frustrating. And as difficult to play uh, as it was last week, it can be hard to get on the field the next time that you do get on the game field and have confidence. But I thought we did a good job of responding to the adversity. I think that's what this team does really well is respond to the challenges that are presented with them. It, you know, once we get punched in the face, that's kind of like whenever we decide to step up. And um, I like that about this group of guys. And I think we're tough. And, um, you know, a lot of people say a lot of things about us, but these dudes will they'll fight and we're, we're not quitting until the game's over. And I think even the Georgia game, I didn't think there was any quitting us. Uh, we kept fighting and kept playing football. And, you know, at, to a certain point, you know, you're not playing for a win anymore. You're just playing for like pride and like for yourself and for your, the people next to you. And um, all these dudes fought and we've been fighting all season. I think that's what's going to, lead us to the outcomes that we want later this year. Did that game get a little chippy because they had a starting defensive back kicked out on a special teams play? You mentioned the personal foul on the winning drive. Uh, was it like that the whole game, mouthing and things like that, or, or dirty play, or was it just a couple of isolated things? It's interesting because I've heard from a couple different guys that it was a little chippy. And uh, watching the film, it seemed like there was a couple instances, but – um, from my perspective, I didn't get any trash talk. I was kind of disappointed. Usually a D-line will say something to me. But the only actual time I talked to any of the defensive line was whenever I was on the ground and number 48 like picked me up off the ground. He's like, get up, eight. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't experience any chippiness uh, of them. But, you know, I think there was a little bit going on out there. So obviously one of the – I think it was their starting safety, number 16, uh, got uh, ejected from the game. So – um, obviously not a smart move by them. It's a bold strategy and, uh, didn't pay off. <laughs> I like it. Any, uh, any epic trash talking episodes this year? I think you mentioned there was a bodybuilding comment. I think that might've been last yeah. year. That was funny. Yeah. Any, anything of yeah. note this year from anyone? I think whenever I mentioned that on the podcast, whatever episode it was, I was like, we don't have to bring that up ever again, but <laughs> sorry. <we> <laughs> This year, uh, not too much. It's been um, been a quiet year from the defensive line. Maybe that's because 
the crowd noise is back and I can't hear everything that they're saying anymore. I'm not really sure. <laughs> is Maybe there a team? I'm not a freshman anymore, so they're like, you know, they don't they don't want to like show me what SEC football is like. You know, I don't know. <laughs> is there a team in this league that's better at trash talking than another one? Oh, um, I know LSU was really getting after me. <laughs> they uh, they played dirty, and that was last year. Obviously, that was the second game of the year, and at the time, I guess like no one really knew how good they were. Um, I, I don't think they had a good week one, but. You know, they just got off one in the national championship. And so we're, I think, you know, not talking about last year, but we we're all kind of like, holy smokes, like these are the national champions. And, you know, they ended up not being very much uh, as the season went on, but they um, they were definitely pretty uh, arrogant in their approach to the game. VA Door asks, uh, how often does the team practice the two-minute offense? Yeah, so it's a, it's a situation, excuse me, it's a situational thing that uh, we do on Thursdays. Um, it's We did it a lot in fall camp, uh, literally almost every day in fall camp, um, different situations, like not just one situation either. But um, uh, we do it every week, and um, we go over the film and break it down. And I've gotten so much situation work, and I've already talked on it, but I've gotten so much situation work under this staff and um, I think the whole team feels really confident whenever we go into those uh, situation modes, two-minute and four-minute offense. S. Butler the fourth says, if you could get a Vandy athlete from another team to join the football team, who would it be and why? <laughs> Probably Enrique Bradfield. I've talked to I've talked to a couple times, not to him specifically, but to other guys. Like, I bet that dude could be a stud, like slot receiver. <laughs> Because that he's lightning, and I, I I don't know I don't know if he can catch a football or not I don't know if he's ever played football but that dude I feel like he could be a football player. Tim Corbin's probably going to kill you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm you know I'm knowing Enrique I don't think he'd ever play football but uh, <laughs> shoot it'd be cool I, I'd love to see it actually just to see him with the football in his hand I think he'd be he'd be he'd be really good. As an aside, you've got a little bit of a relationship with Tim Corbin. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast, though, have we? No, I don't think so. Yeah, me and um, me and Coach Corbin have talked a couple times. Um, I met with him once uh, coming to Vanderbilt. I think it was early on. It was after um, my early enrollee semester. Um, I sat down and you know just talked to him about uh, different leadership stuff and asked him all the questions that I had. And, he was extremely uh, accommodating and um, answered all, everything that I had, and they answered more too. He was he was a really cool person to talk to, and I really valued um, the conversations that we have. Um, and probably after this season, I'll try and talk to him again about continuing to build my leadership. But uh, yeah, I really like Coach Corbin. I think he's a obviously a great coach, but he's just like a really good a really good man and a good guy too. And I think the special uh, the the baseball team has something special in him, and um, yeah, he's he's been a, a great role model and influence for me. All right, this one from R Seals Forty. Have no idea who that might be. Oh, R Seals Forty. Okay. Yeah. Well, he asks, <laughs> "Do you like it when Coach Lee calls you Kenny?" <laughs> I don't know why he could just ask me this. Thanks, Dad, for the question. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> I've never. Uh, um, never told a coach to not call me Kenny for some reason. It's kind of like 
the go-to for coaches to call me Kenny for some reason. I have no idea. And it's been every coach I've ever had. But uh, I don't mind it. I guess it kind of makes me sound like uh, um, not childish, but it's kind of like a, a baby name I associate it with. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that coaches always do. I've always, I mean, everyone that's ever like coached me, not just football coaches, has always called me Kenny. There's a bit of middle name usage in there too, has there? Um, no, not by my coaches. I hope not. And I'm not going to reveal my middle name on the podcast tonight. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> You're smarter than I know. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. The, when the middle name gets thrown in, that's when you know you're in trouble usually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see that on my Twitter timeline. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just made everybody more curious, of course. Yeah, so. yeah. Who knows? Maybe someone will find it. I hope not. <laughs> you're welcome for that. You're, you're really loving the fact that you agreed to do this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's turned out great. We get to talk about bodybuilding, my middle name. My dad's asking me questions in the mailbag. It's all good. <laughs> Who knows what's coming next? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we're out of we're out of mailback questions for the night, so I'll just I'll give it to you. I don't know if there's any moment or, or thing in the game or something you want to communicate to the audience, maybe of interest this week. But I'll give you a few minutes to do that. If there's anything we didn't get to that's worth a mention, man, um, I'm trying to think of any good stories that I got from the game. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to get my friend to uh, come to the game this weekend. He actually threw. Uh, him and his girlfriend came from Texas and uh, they uh, were watching the game and I guess she got cold or something left at halftime and uh, they ended up get actually missing the entire second half of the game because they wouldn't let him back into the stadium. And I saw him after that and I was like, there's no way you missed the second half of that football game. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. So that's kind of how uh, <laughs> my weekend went with my, my friend. I was kind of upset, but um <laughs> I'm sure the audience loved to hear my personal story on that, but uh, I don't. I don't got much. It's um, it's a fun weekend, and uh, it's extremely satisfying, fulfilling to get a win, and um, we're absolutely looking to replicate that. And I think we're going in with a lot of confidence this weekend, and uh, we feel really good about where we're at and uh, what we can do on the field. Now your coach had head butted someone after the game. I don't remember who it is now. Yeah, uh, Gabe Judy. I, I saw this on like Twitter or Instagram or something, and I had no idea that it had happened. And I, I, I don't know what that's about. If if you do, no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, I, I take it this is out of the blue and uncommon for him. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't head butted anyone yet, so unless he's done it before <laughs> at other places, but not here. <laughs> what was the what was the locker room like afterwards? I mean, I'm I'm sure I've, after last week that that win had to feel all the much better. Yeah, it did. It did feel good. And you know, first home win for me, first time celebrating in that locker room. You know, that locker room post game has been the site of a lot of disappointment in the past. And to, so for me to see it in a different light than where we're singing dynamite and everyone's like jumping around and dancing like a big old mosh pit. And, you know, Joe Bulovus is riding the wave over all of the players and just going around the locker room. It's like it was it was really cool. And, um, you know, I'm obviously an unforgettable moment with my team. And uh, I'm so glad that I was able to do my job to help uh, get that win. But it's um, it was really fun. And 
you know, I want to have more of those. I want to feel that again. And I think everyone's hungry to go get it. Well, Ken, uh, thanks for your time tonight. I, I think we're out of questions. I know you got a busy schedule. It's getting late at night. I uh, don't want to get in the way of your sleep and all those things. But before you go, tell people where to follow you on social media and anything else like that that you'd like to share with the audience. Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram at Ken underscore Seals 8. And then hopefully y'all follow me on Twitter. But I'm uh, at Ken Seals QB. So uh, go ahead, follow me. And next week's the week you reveal your middle name, right? Whoa. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to check on that. If it's on my Twitter, we'll see. I have no idea. Hey, a man's got a man's oh, try. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I respect it. <laughs> all right, Ken. In all seriousness, thanks. Uh, you've been a great guest tonight. Congratulations and best of luck in the swamp. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, VandySports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me at ChrisLee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.